Joining us now, he is, man, he's the best rules official, I'm going to say, on the PGA Tour. Mark Russell joins us. Mark, what's going on this morning? Well, that's very nice for you to say that, but I don't want the rest of the staff to hear that. Thank you. They're probably not listening, Mark, so you're probably okay with that. So, you know, we back we, we had a lot of rules changes coming into this year uh, with the updated rules for 2019, and we had some uh, some early issues going on with some clubs not being exchanged in the middle of the round properly. We had uh, Ricky Fowler's ball after uh, after he got to drop it, and it rolled uh, by itself back down into water hazard. We had some other things, so we've had some interesting scenarios come out this year. Have things settled down a little bit, and are the players getting used to these new rules? Well, I think so. Uh, those two things you named were not new rules, but right. uh, the new rules have eliminated a lot of penalties. Uh, anytime you change something, people are concerned about it, but... Uh, at the Tampa event down at Valspar this mm-hmm. year, Craig Winter was down there from the United States Golf Association, and they put a little study together. They've been at that time; it's probably many more now. But we'd played like three hundred thousand strokes, and there had been three penalties under the new rules and one disqualification. No kidding. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll say. So uh, you know, it's a lot of times it's much ado about nothing, and then. And the drop rule, everybody was so concerned about the drop rule. Look, I, I tell guys, I said, put the golf ball in your hand and act like it's a dart. Mm-hmm. Don't bend your knees. Bend over from the waist, knee height, and drop Probably. it. <laughs> How hard is it's that? It's not that difficult. <laughs> I remember Bryson DeChambeau, I said, Let, let's talk about this. He said, yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought about it like that. Unbelievable. And when you talk to him about uh, act like it's a dart, you put a little precision in it, it changes their thought process yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Come well, a long way since you had to drop it from behind your back. Mark, oh, absolutely. I, re- I you know? hate to say it, but I remember those days. <laughs> I and it always hit, seemed to always hit you in the yeah, heel, that's didn't right. it? That's right. <laughs> no matter what you did, that ball would bounce back. That was, yeah. that was a big change then when that yeah. took place. Oh, that, yeah. that had to be uh, late 80s, probably 86, something like that. Out to the oh. side and then out in front of you. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, right. It's always been, the, dro- the dropping of the golf ball has always been one of those things that's uh, – but, man, it always seems like no matter how you drop it, it always rolls somewhere. You know. Well, the key there, dropping from knee height, the thought process of the committee was you'll at least keep it in that uh, general dropping area. Right. You know, where that's that's the key. That's what they were thinking about. So it wouldn't roll out of that with the two-club lens, drop it again, place it, whatever. But with one-club length, you could get it in that area and keep it as close as possible. It's where you were taking relief from or whatever other situation was. When the RNA and the, and the USGA were, were talking about the changes, Mark, um, did they consult? Did they have you as a consultant in there? No, for, for, absolutely. You, how and, involved and, and, and were we you with placed, that? We yeah. placed, uh, Slugger and myself okay. placed uh, Steve Rentoul from right. our staff on that committee. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... he He's a former player, uh, played golf at the University of Oregon, very intelligent guy from Australia, and he was all over that. We knew he would be the guy to right. put on that. Okay. And he did a great job, and several times during the process, the United States Golf Association, Thomas Pagel and Craig Winter would come out and do a presentation to our staff, and then we would say, look, we don't like that, we like this. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it, it was a process, and they definitely were, uh, we were consultants on that. And I kind of like the way it came out. Like I say, it eliminated a lot of dumb penalties. Yeah, yeah. That always got me. You had to penalize a guy, and you're going like, man, that's a severe penalty for that. Your ball moving on the green, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
they cleaned it up, to tell you the truth. How much of it was, um, and, and, and we sort of know this, but but in your opinion, how much um, is it about speed of play, some of these rules? Well, I think the, I mean, the leaving, flag and leaving the, the flag sticky. And I, mean, I just for, think it looks horrible, gen, Mark. For general just, it just golf. Looks bad. <laughs> for general golf. Well, it's a change. And anytime you change That's something. Right. And in years ago, you were able to leave the flag in. I yeah. think in the yeah. early 50s, yeah. uh, you were able to leave the flag in. But it's like Adam Scott said, I love leaving the flag in. He said, because as a kid on the practice putting green, they had these little tiny sticks. Right. I made 8 million putts from three feet. <laughs> so hitting those goes back sticks. to that. So he, he and loves you know what? That. He had wait, this one. Wait, yeah, now, right. did, did anybody tell Adam that that was young nerves and, and every, we all made a whole lot of putts when we were 10 and 12 years old that we don't make now? Well, I didn't think he wanted to go that deep, but he, uh, you know, that's that was his thought process. But, you know, it gives you an option. And, uh, in in the in club golf and uh, public golf, it's definitely something to speed the game up. Right, and it needs to be speed up. And if you had up, a forty right. footer anyway, and somebody wasn't near the flag, go ahead, I'll give you the flag. They didn't play by the rules anyway, yeah. so now they can. So let's talk about a couple things that I saw uh, in the first two days, like yesterday with Mickelson on eighteen, um, the ball going into a giant footprint in the pine straw. Mm-hmm. Um, if if people aren't as familiar, maybe with that rule, what's uh, what's going on with those kind of rulings these uh, days? Did he get relief out of that? He did. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it was a situation where. Uh, an abnormal ground condition where caused by something like that, like a, a, a rut made by a truck or a cart or something like that, where he couldn't get his uh, club on the ball, uh, we'd give him relief for that. And that and that goes in, like, where, where the areas where the fans are going and stuff like that? Well, that... it would have to be an abnormal condition. It was. Just, it just, was. So <laughs> the, just because the fans are walking through there, that doesn't mean you're going to get relief. But if it's a deep crevice type thing and you can't get your club on it we would consider that abnormal most of the time and give somebody relief i can just hear it now i'm playing with guys i've got an abnormal condition yeah, over here. i'm yeah, going to drop yeah. it right. the abnormal condition is you hit it where not too many people hit it exactly Matt, that's right. the best that, part of the problem the truth yeah so so what is what is the most frequent thing that you guys still get called in on a daily basis during around because you know i mean there there are some players that don't like to make any decision without a rules official there sometimes i've done walking scoring i've seen it you know i'm like i know the rule you know let's well, let's go ahead we were so readily available right they don't want to make a mistake but i would think that the most common thing we deal with is things that people in golf don't deal with and it's called a temporary immovable obstruction yeah, yep. now that's television towers concession stands um, grandstands now that is a obstruction but it's temporary and it's immovable so if a player hits it behind that and intervenes between him sure. and the hole, he gets to take it to a position where it does not intervene between him and the hole and drop it there. But that's by far the most rulings that we have in professional golf. Yeah, right. Because those things are everywhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and and now that is pure line of sight, not where you know if a guy hits a forty yard hook, it's not a forty yard. It's line of sight to the flag stick, correct? Yeah, you got it's got to intervene between you and the hole, and if it does that, you can take it to a point not near the hole where it does not intervene between you and the hole. And uh, drop it at that point over more than one lesson two. But but is there also a caveat there if it's uh, where it's the intended line of play? It may not necessarily be at the flag stick. Are there sometimes where because of trees or whatever or something else that's you know in the way that if they're planning on playing in a certain direction and something's in that way? I mean if they. If you hit one 40 yards offline and you're in the middle of the trees and there's something in your way to your pitch-out spot, that counts as well. No, it's got to intervene between you and the hole. Okay. And if gotcha. anything other than 
the obstruction causes you not to be able to play. You don't get relief. Okay. Mark, are you relieved that we're no longer letting fans call in? To, to, are you relieved with that? Well, that's so overblown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, 99.9% of the time, people didn't have a clue what right. they were talking about. Right. And just on occasion, somebody would see something that, that – Like uh, Craig Stadler when true. it all started. I mean, Oh, yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. But I, I, was, never, I hate I, to say it, but I was there that day, handled that whole situation did you? Craig Stadler. Yeah. It Building was, a stance, I'm not Craig sure. Craig handled it okay, but his, his wife at the time, Sue, she did not handle it. <laughs> <laughs> she was seeing diamond rings going out the door with that, with that penalty. <laughs> are, you, are you saying Sue might have had just a hot sad. head? Of, <laughs> it was sad, it's really. Crazy. It was his hometown. Yeah. Uh, he was going to finish second. And then as soon as that happened, huh. you know, our media guy came on the uh, radio and said, somebody called in here and said Craig Stadler played off a towel on, off his knees that he laid down mm-hmm. yesterday. And I instantly thought, man, he's just disqualified yeah if that's the truth he's disqualified right. he's playing because he signed an incorrect and he card. had a yeah. chance to win the golf tournament yeah. that was a long afternoon we mm. did everything we could do to try to get him out of that penalty but it was impossible wow. we built a stanch can't yeah. do that and that's one of the things too is i'm always i'm glad now that we've got some leeway in terms of if there's a penalty that they go back in the adjustment and you haven't signed for a, an improper scorecard because something was changed after you signed. So, I mean, to me, the, there's some good leeway in there now that makes it uh, much much more palatable to, to take those kind of penalties. Well, a lot of times, you know, with, with signing for a wrong score and being disqualified, a lot of times to me uh, – the the penalty didn't fit the crime, right? You yeah. Know, so so they have it, modernized it where it's not so severe. Is now. is that your opinion too of the Lexi Thompson situation a couple of years back, um, where she was penalized? What was it? Four shots? Yeah, four well, shots. Well, I mean, under the old rules, she'd have been out. Right. 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 So so yeah. she played really good after that, and I think <laughs> yeah, she finished did. in the God. top five in yeah. that golf tournament. Right. But beforehand, she'd have been gone. Yeah. Couldn't even play. That's true. Yeah. What is the most? Uh, I would say probably in the last. Let's say three or four revisions of the rules. What's probably the most significant one for you? I think uh, eliminating the penalty for a ball moving minutely on the putting yeah. surface. Yeah. Because the greens are so fast these well, days? Well, listen, we all wear these uh, spikes. You know, we used to wear those metal spikes. Yeah. Now there are these little things that make little indentions right. in the green. You can't really see that. Which, when you put your ball back down, mm-hmm. it might be right on the edge of one of those small indentions. And over a little period of time, it might just roll forward, you know, minutely. Mm-hmm. And you're penalized for that because yeah. you grounded your club. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm so glad. And, and really, HD television that. could only pick that up. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Right. So, so uh, I, I think that was a very good um, change there. That's by far my most. Uh, and do you see guys spending a, a, any additional time, you know, fixing – spots on the green that they couldn't do before i mean not fixing really spike everybody marks. was so flipped out about that oh my god <laughs> I, I haven't seen that really at all i mean it's usually just a tap down thing and uh you know in the greens we play out here are so good oh anyway my gosh. That, yeah. uh, well i think it's funny too because it's always you know on tv you always watch these guys and if they miss an important putt you know you always see them go over and tamp something down they don't have oh, that yeah, ex- they don't have that fault. excuse anymore it's That's not right. their fault it's <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been going on forever. Exactly. So, uh, you know, you're, you're out there, your boots on the ground out there uh, during the play. Uh, how do you think see things shaping up? I mean, we got uh, 11 and 10 and 10 right now, uh, knowing the co- conditions of the course, how these guys are playing. Where do you think the score is going to go to this weekend? Well, I mean, the golf course is perfect. Uh, it is perfect. Yeah. It's playing extremely firm and fast. That's what the players want until we give it to them. Then, man, this place is hard. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, right. You know, I think you'll see uh, some of the top players, uh, you know, come. This is this is exactly what they love. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But don't don't think Jason Duffner can't play. No. And this Max Homa is a former NCAA champion. Mm-hmm. He can play. You know, you got McElroy Reed, Rose up there. They'll do good. Uh, Day's been very successful yep. here. It'll be interesting to see how it uh it shakes out. Yeah, I was saying, you know, Jason Duffner and, and Joel Damon are, are both tied for second in fairways hit. Damon's leading the field in greens and regulation. Um, he's fifth in approach to the green. I mean, he's got a lot of good stats. He's fourth off the tee. He's uh, 68th around the green. So he, that's what I look for is uh, can Joel get it up and down if he misses a green? Right, that's going to be the big yeah. thing. Yeah. That's exactly right. right. And, you know, everybody talks. I, I'm, Dan Jenkins, God rest Gosh, his soul. He all, everybody talks mm. moving day, moving day. Yeah. Like I'm with Dan Jenkins. Hey, it's the third round. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's everyday moving <laughs> yeah, day. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Somebody, somebody's moving every day, right? One way or the well, other. It's up or down. Oh, Mark, man. you're from the great state of North Carolina. Do you ever get to play golf anymore? Do you, yeah. Or do you, oh, yeah. I, do play you? Golf, I play golf about every afternoon when I'm home. I live in Orlando. I, I belong to a little club called Orange Tree. That's okay. Uh, very close to my house, and every afternoon I usually go out and play you? golf. Yeah, what, what's your handicap, man? Well, I, I don't know what it means, but my index is five point six. Good player, good player. <laughs> what town are you from in North Carolina? I'm from Kannapolis, North. Are Carolina. you from Kannapolis, yes. really? Uh, you and Dale Earnhardt. And, we ought to put a big three on your back. Or you something. know, Dale Earnhardt was in the same class I was in growing up. Really? Wow! Yes. No kidding. Now, you know, Dale, uh, he didn't care too much about school. <laughs> when he turned 16, if the day is 16, he quit school. And I heard him say several times that, you know, he really wished he had educated himself a little better and right. paid more attention in school. But, yeah. hey, he was destined to drive race cars. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you generally ask me that. And when I tell people that across the country, in California or wherever, uh, that amazes people. Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. You knew Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt's an icon. He's mentioned in the same breath as Muhammad Ali. It's incredible, really. Yeah, it is. Um, did you go up? Did you grow up playing like Corbin Hills or Kannapolis Country Club? I and mean, where, where were you playing well, as a kid? It was Kannapolis Golf Club. Was it? When yep. I grew okay. up. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I actually went up there and played Monday with did some you, old it, friends. It's good. Davis did a nice job. He there. did a great job yeah. there. And you know, when growing up, you don't think about it, but uh, that's a fantastic piece it, it of property. It really is. Yep. I mean, it I was is. a member there for five years. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, tell I you was what. blessed to be uh, grow up playing it's, golf it's, there. It's it, it is beautiful that lake. Yeah. And I hear that Dale was the only one that was allowed to fish that lake. Now I don't know. Well, so, you know, I, don't know I think there were some true. guys that went out there at nighttime. That is probably. But, I, you know, honestly, I, I went to, you know, Elon up there Did in you? Burlington. And yeah. I, I've lived in Orlando. I went down to Orlando after I got out of Elon State two weeks. I've been there over 40 years. But, uh, you know, I was very blessed to grow up in the Carolinas mm-hmm. and uh, play golf at Kannapolis yep. Golf Club. It's yeah. Irish Creek down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great golf course. Well, Mark, man, we always love having you on. Appreciate you taking the time. Have a great uh, Saturday and Sunday out there. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Thank you, and uh, we're going to have a great. And those yes, folks sir. out there, the best golf in the world is going to be played at Quail Hollow this week. Wells Fargo Championship, come out and see it.